On this episode of Novel Predictions, Kales can't stand faded mates. You think this is like a faded mate type situation. Yes, and I hate like, that Where shit. it would be in like a paranormal, like faded mate kind of thing. Yes, like Reese and Fairy. Right, or like any werewolf book ever written. Pretty much. Um, and I'm cool with that. See, and <laughs> but, I... Uh, no! first time hi everybody hi hi kales how you feeling um i i don't i don't know it's it's um here's the first thing i'll say about this weird ass book <laughs> it's very you oh yeah it mm-hmm. is so you it has like every single fucking thing that you love in a book and it's like quintessentially allison and it just was making me laugh so hard because I was like, oh my God, of course she would fucking pick this book. Out of goddamn nowhere, out of the woodwork, this random 2003 published yeah. book. And I don't even know, who's the publisher? I don't even know this publisher. I was like, who is this? And who is the publisher? Bayon or something? Bayon. I think it's, what um, the fuck it's actually, it's a HarperCollins um, imprint. Imprint. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it didn't say. It says on my copy, which is not in this room, of course, but. It's either HarperCollins or Simon & Schuster. Well, I feel like it's HarperCollins. Either way, my copy did not say, and that was really frustrating, <laughs> because I was like, what the fuck is Bayon? And it's in yeah. Riverdale, New York, which made me laugh <laughs> super fucking hard. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm okay. I have some things to say, as I was telling Allison before we started recording. I, I have some mixed feelings about this book. I've got um, some good feelings and some irritated feelings and some what the fuck feelings this is the kind of hostile energy we were missing yeah i'm i'm excited i'm because i don't want to i i'm having trouble because like you need to know that i know this book is quintessentially you Uh uh-huh and i don't want to insult you but holy fuck what 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 i'm i'm sorry what okay one first off (laughs) <laughs> Do we, we need okay? You need to tell people what this podcast is because yeah. I'm about to go on a rant and I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna hold myself off. <laughs> okay, so this is novel predictions, as you can pro- I probably can tell. Um, we have two. It's podcasts where two friends read a book. One of them has already read before, and the other has never read. And then the friend who has never read the book gets to make predictions about how the book is gonna end. So this month, I made Kale's read Tinker, or I'm making her. She's still actively doing it. Um, where she's going to have to predict in this crazy fucking world where it seems like anything could possibly happen. Literally in the last shot, I thought we had like, <laughs> we had a clear goal. There were things that were happening and we had clear antagonists and protagonists and a, like a certain line. And then the fucking NSA pops in and you're yeah. just like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which I'm, I'm glad that I made you read through five. Yeah, even me too. There's so ch- five chapters of this book is 33% of the book, but you, I got nothing. It's, yeah, it's all over the place. So I feel like we really needed that meat. Yeah. So, okay. This book is quintessentially Allison because it drops you right in the fucking center of a fantasy world. I have a hard time because I was like, okay, hold on. What, where am I at? I think I read the first three pages seven times because yeah. I had such a hard time picturing what I was doing and what things were happening. And, and it was really great 
in the sense of they didn't baby you and they just like took you right into it and you figured it out as you went and that's fine but that's quintessentially you and then there's a goddamn (laughs) love triangle that's actually like worth tugging at your heartstrings for oh Um, okay i'm excited to hear about that yeah well the guy that i like is gonna lose and it's gonna piss me off (laughs) it's fine he's already the underdog um and then let's do this let me give you a summary of what has happened so far. Okay. Right? Don't we think that will be yes, helpful? Yes, that will be very helpful for everyone. <clears throat> so. Because what here, the fuck? Here are main cast of characters, the most important people in the book so far. We have Tinker, who's our heroine. She's an 18-year-old genius with machines and quantum physics and magic. Um, she's also very attractive. And in she, a, like a weird boyish five-foot pixie kind of way kind of way yeah and she brings all the boys to her scrapyard pretty much what i said so we have her she's our our main hero jesus christ that took me six seconds longer than i needed to to actually understand what you were doing but yes (laughs) she does she brings all the boys to her scrapyard she does she because i'm pretty convinced that if oil can was not related to her he would also want to bang her yeah um, so second second we have oil can who is her cousin um he's older and clearly not as smart they like say this several times um and his purpose so far is kind of unclear he's just kind of like he's her sidekick her sidekick her sibling-esque person um there's lane what lane oh i'm sorry you go (laughs) yes there is lane she's actually not on my list so it's good you brought her up oh there's there's lane who is their like surrogate mother scientist advice giver yes person um because tinker was created by her grandfather her grandfather took had some of her his son's sperm frozen which is fucking weird and then he like impregnated a person who was then carried by a surrogate to create a genius that was like the goal yep so then we have nathan who is um he's not philadelphia pittsburgh i keep getting them mixed up pittsburgh pd so he's a police officer he's 10 years older than tinker so he's 28 um, he's very protective of her and is one of the aforementioned boys being brought to the yard because he's into her. And we can d- talk about that because I have feelings. I have lots of feelings. Yes. Then, of course, we have Windwolf, who is a literal elf. Um, he's some important guy in the elven government, which is kind of... Who are aliens in this world. Yeah, it, elves are like... Yeah, aliens. They're like on a different planet. Which is so interesting. To me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gotta get, I mean, I'll get there too, but gotta give props to this world building. Cause like, right. Fuck. Yeah. It's unique as hell. Um, so he's the elf equivalent of like 20 years old, which means he's like 200. Um, and he and Tinker are swapping life debts basically and a bunch of sexual tension, but nothing's really gone on there yet. It's a lot of sexual drug tension that he like totally took advantage of her of, but that's fine. Okay, well, <laughs> we will obviously talk about it. I have so, feelings. I have feelings. There's so many feelings. So here's what's happened so far in the five chapters that we've read. If you're not reading with us and you're going to be completely lost if we just start talking about it. Because you really will be because it's fucked up as fuck. It's out of this world bizarre. So, and Kales, feel free to jump in at any time if you think I'm missing something important. Oh, I will. Oh, I know you will, but I'm just giving you verbal permission. Thank you. Okay, so Windwolf is being chased by these magical construct dogs, and he runs into Tinker's scrapyard, and she saves his ass. 
basically. Pretty much. Um, she has to keep him alive for a day using up this stored magic that she has because it's, quote, shutdown day, which means Pittsburgh is being transported back to Earth, i.e. there's no magic, from the planet of Elfholm where it normally is, i.e. there's lots of magic. Right. So, so every 30 days it gets right. transported back to Earth. And they're um, like in this dimensional portal. Yes. Thing. For some goddamn reason that we don't know. Yes. And then the other thing that's important to note is that she had believes that she, Tinker had believes that she has to keep Wind Wolf alive because when they were younger, um, he put a life debt on her and she'd been told that if he dies, she dies. And it's like a fucked up scenario. So she's like goes through this crazy journey to try and keep him alive because she thinks that if he dies, she dies. Right. And also that she has there's that f- factor, but there's also this weird she has some fascination with him clearly duh yeah so she keeps him alive good job tinker so proud of you um and then he saves her right back when her like wounds start to fester from the fight so this in addition to the incident five years ago where tinker saved actually saved his life he says rather than him saving her life means they're entangled like big fucking time they've got all kinds of debt and weirdness between them I'm just shaking so, my head. <laughs> so that's like the Tinker Windwolf saga right now. So meanwhile, Tinker gets kissed by the cop Nathan, who she previously didn't think was interested. Um, and he's 10 years older. And he was like, I really started looking at you when you were 15, but I didn't want to be creepy. Okay. But here's the other thing, too, is that like there's a lot of emphasis on the fact that Tinker is a virgin. Yes, and there like, is. N- never been to Earth. She doesn't interact with humans on a regular basis that, like, well, she aren't does elf in... home humans. Yeah, right. Not earthen humans. Yes, earthen humans. And she is really naive for how brilliant she is. Uh, very typical. Um, yeah, we can talk about how yeah. Tinker is a Mary Sue. Yes, she is a Mary Sue. But my point of that was is just, like, there's a lot of emphasis right now on Tinker's virginity by herself and by other characters. Well, yeah, and in that instance with Nathan, she's like, I don't, she said, not explicitly, but she says something about, like, we could fix that. Like, I'm into you enough to fix that. Um, But anyway, so they kiss, and, like, there's something going on there, obviously. And then, and so that's, like, Tinker's love life, basically. And then there's a mystery about some illicit goods that were brought through, and people pretending to be, like, border cops who are trying to kill her and or Windwolf. We're not sure. And then the literal NSA from Earth is looking for Tinker, who they think is a man 10 years older than she actually is. Because her, her actual name is Alexander Grand Bell. Yep. <laughs> and then... Okay, so then also Windwolf gives Tinker a gift. A fucking that seems- bowl. That seems like it has some serious significance, but she doesn't know enough about elven culture to figure it out. Which I also have problems with. And also there's this group, the EIA. Um, right. Those are like the border guards. Yes. That kind of protect the balance between Elf Home and Pittsburgh. Right. And how, and there's like this guy who. Oh yeah. Maynard, Maynard or whatever. Maynard who, who I can't help but be like Maynard. Um, it's true. I have such a hard time. Even when I read it, I'm like, it's, it's, I have to do Maynard or Maynard and he's not a Maynard. Um, yeah. In my head, it's always like Menards. Yeah. Or Menards, but there's no E and it makes me think of shopping. My my brain wants to say, you know, so Maynard 
is Maynard. Maynard is God, so to speak. Um, that's what he. He's like in charge of everything. Yeah. Um, Seemingly. Yes. I just watched this. Sorry, this is going to be a quick deviant. I just watched um, Hulu's new um, documentary on Harvey Weinstein and the whole um, scandal there called Untouchable. Yeah. And he has this quote about him being the sheriff of this shit ass town. And it made me think of that when um, Maynard was being described as God of this town, like running it all. And I was like, Oh, he's creepy. And it might've just because <laughs> been because of the documentary. Cause in the end he seems to actually kind of like not give a shit, but like, I don't know. He takes his job very seriously. Like yeah, he's a he very lawful neutral to me. to me. Right. He doesn't seem creepy to me. He seems more like, well, I got to fucking mediate this now. Yeah. And I'm going to do it to like, the full extent of my power and whatever. Exactly. Because he clearly fucking knows more about Tinker and Wolf Wind, Wind Wolf's fucking gift entanglement bullshit than he's letting on. Right. So that's where it ends. And then the, so the EIA and NSA are kind of fighting over Tinker and Tinker manages to kind of get away. Um, and she realizes that somehow she is protected by, by Wind, Wind Wolf. Wolf. Right. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So that's what we're working with. Um, it's a lot. There's also, of course, Lane and her being... Wanting uh, uh, her to go to college. Yeah, she wants her to go to college, but she's also like a xenobiologist, so she knows a fair amount. She's like Tinker's source on elves yes. and how that might work. And then um, there's like the foreign Tulu. Yes, which we, we haven't, haven't met, met her. Yeah. We haven't met Tulu, who is a half-elf who keeps giving Tinker all this cryptic advice slash maybe just straight up lies. Pretty much. Uh, um, but we haven't met her yet. We do meet her, but we haven't met her yet. Yeah. So that's where we're at. That's 33% of the way through the book. It's a fucking mess. Like it is an entangled it, mess. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So I'm going to start with the love life. Okay. Which is another quintessential part. Because the whole time I was like, oh my god, she's 18. This could be a YA novel. And then I was like, oh god, no. There's so much more romance in this than there ever is going to be in a YA novel. So oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like just going along. And then all of a sudden, she has this very illicit dream about Windwolf going down on her. And yep. you're like, oh, hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is an adult book, I guess. Yes. Welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I'm fine with. But it also helped me out because I was like, I remember thinking the whole time, I'm like, Tinker, you're such, like, an immature little prick. And I was like, oh, my God, you're 18. Like, and you've been yeah. very isolated. So, it, like, made more sense as the book went along. But there were, like, moments in the first chapter where she's, like, cheering and stuff mid-fight. And I'm like, what? Who yeah. does that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, an 18-year-old. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, going back to the love triangle thing, can we just talk about these chapter titles for a hot fucking second? <laughs> yes. Because oh let's talk about number three accidental lolita yeah yeah which i think is a hyperbole in the largest degree okay explain yourself because and i i have a distinct feeling that you're going to disagree with me but i'm ready i'm ready for this i know i'm so nervous i'm gonna get so much backlash (laughs) okay i actually like nathan don't actually think he was being that creepy actually checked on her feelings before kissing her or doing anything else didn't do it while she was overly drugged i think 10 years is not that big of a deal um at their ages now i think that if they wanted to wait a little bit longer which they also talked about 
they could do that. Um, I do agree his little his sexualization of a 15 year old was a little weird, but mm-hmm. I still think that he didn't do anything about it, which is saying something. Um, and I-, I liked him a lot better. I liked that he came to her aid when she needed it. I liked that he didn't pop up out of nowhere. I liked that he seemed more sincere and realistic than Windwolf. And I thought Accidental Lolita was ridiculously creepy and didn't need to be there because I there are relationships in this world where people are 10 years apart and totally it works just fine. And I think that was a judgment and creepy and didn't need to be. Um, I think it's leading you in the direction by making Windwolf closer to her age in human years and right. the fact that I still have problems with him, but that that's I I am for Nathan. He's gonna lose. <laughs> he will lose to the Elven Man. But uh, but to the yes, I, elven I man. yeah I but I didn't have a problem with that, and actually I was a little sad that they were using age as an excuse to like make this relationship not okay. Okay, but I don't think that that's I don't think they are. I think the title Accidental Lolita is like stupid as a fuck. But I think it's like a joke because so they're saying like Nathan's 10 years older than him. And she, in the chapter, she does the math on how much older Windwolf is than Nathan. Yeah. And she's like, oh, shit. Like she she acknowledges that they're both. Old. Yeah, I know. So I think that the title of that chapter is like supposed to be funny okay but lolita more funny than creepy okay i'm sorry but maybe because it's me like lolita if you've read that shit and studied that shit and as a modern day woman it's bullshit and that whole it's creepy and bad she's nine and it's a whole different like yeah so but so the the contextualization of the word lolita has changed from the actual context of that book where there's a nine-year-old girl who's being sexually abused um to like current like because i looked this up because i was like i want to know what is the current use of this word really because i don't fucking use the word lolita ever um but really it's a a younger woman who is like dating or being like attracting older men not necessarily like in a terrifying child abuse way i just can't get the original thing out of my head so right uh, which i I get but that's but that's like the context of the word more now when it's used i think okay fine um so i'm just saying i think that it may have been a ill it didn't age well joke (laughs) but but i think it was supposed to be a joke but anyway so i think i do think okay the things that i worry about with nathan i think nathan is a good guy um but his whole speech about, like, you really bloomed when you were 15 is, like, can you not? Like, could we just talk about in context of right now that I'm attracted to you rather than saying when you were 15, I became obsessed with you as a 25-year-old man? Yes, that's fair. Right? Like, we could have just not had that conversation and we would have, I would have had a lot more sympathy for him because, I mean, I do think 18 and 28 is a really fucked up amount of time. If you were 28 and 38, that's different to me because you're 18, you especially in this exact case with Tinker, she has very little experience with a lot of things. So, and she's not who she's going to be. Right. I think those big age gaps work fine whenever a person is themselves, if that makes sense. Like they, they've yeah. taken the time to build themselves into who they actually are rather than being young and impressionable and easily suggestible 
that that freaks me out now Windwolf is also still a lot older than her right he's like 200 years old even though in maturity level in the elven world he's 20 right so like i still usually like i will get on board with relationships where one's an immortal and one's not and there's obviously going to be some crazy age difference i can get on board but i'm always really hesitant about it still i agree um but the the problem I have with Winwolf is not so much of his age, is the fact that he kissed her when she was drugged, and clearly stirred up things when she was not in her right mind. And I don't care how many times he said that she was not in her right mind, he could have gotten off the goddamn bed. You know, like, I just was not okay with that. And then the fact that he knows that she doesn't speak High Elf that well, because she's tried it, right, and tried to speak it in front of him and is not that great... And then tries to present this bowl to her, knowing that she know she doesn't know what it. I just I'm sorry. It bothers me that right. They're like trapping. Yes, it feels feature. trapping because you know already that this is some creepy soulmate something thing. So this that is like, he's uh, locked her into without yeah. her knowledge, and she's gonna be okay with it because he's sexy. I'm not okay with that. I'm so, not. I'm not okay with it. So I feel like this is another instance in which. You and I differ on a bit like tropes that we like because this, from what you're saying, you think this is like a faded mate type situation. Yes. And I hate like, that Where shit. it would be in like a paranormal, like faded mate kind of thing. Yes. Like Reese and Fairy. Right. Or like any werewolf book ever written. Pretty much. Um, and I'm cool with that. See, and <laughs> but, I, uh, but, no. but, 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 there's context. Hold on. But I think. There has to be a period of time where the person who is more is unaware of the connection at first gets to be like, fuck you. I get to make my own decisions. And then like they fall in love with them in a natural way. That's fine. But I don't feel like that's going to happen in this. For some, and I, I don't remember if that happens in this one or not. And that's to be honest with you. That's fine. But I already feel like that we've got an issue. Like, I feel like that Tinker is way too inexperienced in her own sexual feelings so she's just like kind of figuring she just wants to try it with whomever which is great cool go girl experiment i don't care um the book i'm writing right now there's two different sex scenes with two different guys and it's great but like (laughs) you know do it i just don't think she's going to and i think she's just gonna like ah god and we'll get into our predictions but i just don't like this feeling that she is going into this unknowingly. And I just feel like that I was really frustrated with Tinker for not asking questions, right? She'd been sure. warned about gifts. I just don't like Tinker should have asked questions after being given the warning by Lane, uh, like, what is this gift? And I feel like that knowing that she is not of his culture, he should have been willing to explain to her what was happening. And it's maybe just because, like, I get so frustrated. And this happens to me in rom-coms and any books. Like, I am so about using your words in relationships and communications almost to, like, an obnoxious degree. Like, poor Seth probably knows way more about my feelings in any given moment than he ever needs to because I've been (laughs) – no, but it's true because I've been – No, I know what you mean. I've been trapped by relationships by not talking about those things, and it fucking ruins it. It's awful. And I get that in stories and plots ever since Shakespeare and before that, this idea of, like, miscommunication and misinformation is funny. But when it comes to things like relationships, I just don't like it. I don't – it makes – I'm, like, itching right now. Like, it, it doesn't 
it makes me feel uncomfortable this idea that she's like not given this choice and because of lack of knowledge because she was dumb enough to not ask any questions and because he was ignorant enough and an asshole enough to just assume that she would know what he's talking about like this bowl is going to be presented and there's like it's shit in greek myths you know they're like given these things and it's like wait a second now you're my bride and you're like oh hold on that's not right and yeah so what do you think so this is kind of a prediction but not really so what do you think because he gives her this brazier right it's like a thing for burning yes stuff and then he marks her that that i can't stand literally there's like a mark on her head literally it's a blue little triangle so what do you think that means so according to what's his face though they tell us a little bit about what it means um maynard tells i'm not gonna be able to do it maynard maynard says um at the, literally at the very, very end, after they're talking about peanut butter and juicy fruit. He says something about, like, he's... Rights and privilege. Part of, yeah, part of her, his household. Yes. The elves run a rigid case system, but sometimes a high-ranked elf can elevate a lower-ranked elf. He marks them with a dow. Maynard tapped her forehead again. And they become part of his case with all the rights and privileges. Why did Windwolf do it to me? Why didn't you ask him at the time? I don't fucking know. That would have been the smart <laughs> thing to do. I didn't notice the mark until after he left. I haven't seen him since. Ah, Maynard mur- murmured, saying nothing more. What a dick. Right, he fucking knows. I know. Maynard, you asshole. Um, turn me over because of rights and privileges. So, and she's like, what the hell is a viceroy? And girl, you need a lesson in politics. That was the so, only thing yeah. that made me think that it wasn't possibly, it, to, in my head, it was more of a, like but, a betrothal? Yeah, not a betrothal so much as a, like a he can't love her unless they're in the same level. Like he needs to, ele- like he, like, mm, yeah, like a um, king bringing up a servant to, like giving them a, a, a ladyship so that he can take her as mistress kind of right idea. Like saying, you're now in the same level as me so we can totally do it exactly that's what i'm saying is that like (laughs) like in our case system it would not be right for me to fuck someone of lower status than me which is its own fucked up issue but aliens and fucking elf aliens i know so then so i have to elevate you to my level which i think is also like a weird way of like protecting the life debt because like balancing that out because in his head it's giving her more protection and blah 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 yeah but they they say that the life debt he tells her like the life debt isn't that if one of us dies the other dies it's that if i died you would have been protected and brought into my my household right um but yeah so i i I think it's not necessarily the soul mating mark as it is a step for them to get the like it's a necessary step in order for them to get to that point Okay. Well, we've talked about this for fucking ever. So let's actually do our questions. How do you think? <sighs> let's do them. Okay. All right. So here on Novel Predictions, we have a series of questions that will work perfectly for this book because they're really based on like hero's journey and fantasy shit. Um, but okay. Just checking whether or not that fucking lawnmower is making noise. Um, all right. So our first question, does the main character fall in love? Yes. With who? She's in a love triangle and she ends up with Windwolf. Do you think that Nathan, like, gets a chance? No. No? No. Well, because they have a date planned. Yeah, right? but she's also 
caught up with the NSA and the EIA, and I think the date is unfortunately going to be pushed by the wayside, and Nathan's going to realize that a pretty 20-year-old elf came in, and he has no goddamn chance. Okay. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I'm not happy about it. It pisses me off. You wish Nathan would win? Yeah, but I'm also not an elf girl. You know, I don't find them attractive. I find them annoying, and I've never... But But they're alive and tall. I don't care. That's your type. They got pointy fucking ears and they're arrogant AF and like I'm not about it. And they're 200 fucking years old. I've only ever dated men younger than me. So what are you going to do? Into immortals. No. So that's 6 months younger than me. Actually, that's true. Every boyfriend I've had is at least yeah, everyone's younger than me. It's the opposite of me. Yeah. Okay. What tropes do you think you'll see? I'm not a cougar the whole time. I'd just like to clarify that that some of them are like days or months. Also, so yeah, six months is not like... No. We were in the same grade, so shut up. <laughs> I went and read and pre- pre-wrote Love Triangle in the tropes. Good. So what else? Uh, say the question again. What tropes do you think I, you'll see? I should know these questions by now. I hope yeah, fucking you write them. Um, so, yeah, Love Triangle. Um, I feel like there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot, too. Um... I, I hate to I don't think she's like a manic pixie dream girl because she's not like inspiring. But there's definitely that Mary Jane, Mary Sue mm-hmm. trope of her. They're like, I'm super innocent, but also super hot. And also I'm really good at a lot of things. And I'm like really brilliant. And I yeah. look like a pixie because um, I'm only five feet tall. Um, <laughs> and Isn't then, it cute how small I am? Man, now you can protect me. Um <laughs> Sorry, that was so obnoxious. No, it's okay. It's fine. There's a reason, again, in the book I'm writing that my girl's 5'10". Uh, and she's, like, <laughs> taller than everybody. They, like, have trouble getting her dance partners because she's taller than everybody. It's great. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I think there's there's a, there's going to be that trope of that, like, the main character is the only person who can solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, she's uh, so yeah. brilliant and, like, the way she talks, I had to skip over some of those science sections. I was just like, okay, science. Really, they were are so happening. short. No, when she's like giving explanations and stuff, I'm like, science shit is happening. Um, <laughs> so, science, science shit is happening. Little like loading wheels in your eyes. Again, again, my physicist boyfriend would be so excited. Um, <laughs> anyway, I so something about like she's gonna be the only one who can like fix this thing. Sure, sure, sure. Um, what do you have any idea what's going on? With, like, the NSA, the EIA, the illicit shit, the people who are trying to kill her and Winwolf. Do you know what's happening? The only thing I can think of is that there's some sort of secret organization. Always a secret organization with you. Yep. Shut up. (laughs) There's... I like secret organizations. There's some... Hail Hydra and all that shit. Um, (laughs) Secret organization that... What's the goal? I think they're trying to get Pittsburgh out of the interdimensional hole they're in. Because okay. the NSA talked about a gate. Yeah. So I think it's one of two things. And it might be intertwined somehow. I think they're trying to either make Pittsburgh not the only gate. Okay, like build another gate. Yes. Or they're trying to completely break the gate. I like the idea of making Pittsburgh not the only gate. Um, but it might be like that they're trying to move it. You know what I mean? Like trying to destroy the Pittsburgh one while also creating another one, mm-hmm. um, for some benefit 
of them to try and like make it because they said that it wasn't supposed to happen that like Pittsburgh got like caught in the mix somehow. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's this organization that is trying to write the wrong science that happened previously and they need some of this contraband items to do it. And then they're going to end up and Tinker is this like renowned, well-known person. Mm -hmm. And so they need Tinker to do it. Well, also they talk about at the very end, I don't know if you caught it, but they talk about her father being the person who built the gate. Yes. And like she, I mean, they don't realize that she was born after her father died. Mm-hmm. So that's like a thing. Yep. Too. But I still think that she's important. So chosen one in that way too. Okay. Um, anything else? Trope wise? Nah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, Is mated there- love shit. Oh yeah, faded, faded love. Everyone's faded. It's bullshit. It um, bullshit. all right. Is there a mentor? Uh, yes. Uh, Ooh. Lane is her like worldly mentor. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna actually throw in Maynard. Maynard. Mm-hmm. All right. As like a a weird fatherly protector, duas mahinam p- mentor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Lane and Maynard. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about who is going to die? Oil can. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. I'm telling you. That makes me so sad. He's going to be that thing that spurs her off in the end to complete the thing. But he's so good. Yeah, I know. That's why he's perfect. He's I also the- love that all the, like, scientist girls are like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Tinker's like, don't. Just walk away. Yeah. It's like um, in Love Actually when the guy's like, oh, go to America because you don't have to be hot. You just have a British accent. Yeah. Um, He like looks kind of like an elf. He's like a safe elf yes. is how they keep describing him. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyone else? Nope. Just oil can. Okay. All right. You ready? Go What's for it. What's the twist? Okay. So. <laughs> go off. Um. This is going to be bad. This is not great. Um, ah, okay. So, <laughs> so. Just go with your gut. Uh, the problem I'm having is I don't know what the deal is with the elven side of things. Yeah. But in terms of the mystery and shit, I actually think that. Okay, I'm going for it. Here we go. Go for it. I love um, it. So I actually think that the secret organization is run by her father, who's not actually dead, and that he's trying to fix the mistake that he made and um he needs tinker to do it because her grandfather manufactured her into a genius and so he like actually needs her help because he can't quite figure it out and he's gone a little bit insane with this and so it's his secret organization trying to fix the mistake that he made with the gate um and that he needs tinker's help and he's been in search of her the whole time but because she was born after he died he didn't know died quote yeah right he didn't know or whatever right he didn't really know about her and um so he doesn't really know what she looks like or who she is. And so that's why that's that whole thing. Also, I also 100% do not believe that Carnegie Mellon University's application does not include gender or age bullshit. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. They yeah, mentioned that. that. I was like, that's wrong. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That is no, bizarre. No, there's a line in it that she says, no, she says it was bullshit. It was like, I didn't think that. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember 
Yeah, her real name was misleading and she didn't remember the application asking for gender or age. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> so I, out of all the things, that's what I pull out. This is like us harping on that one line from Fangirl about Harry Potter and Fangirl. <laughs> um, why is this here? Why is this here? That's that for me. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. And so he's been after Tinker. Um, but now that Tinker's been kind of adopted into this elven society, she doesn't want it to break from Earth. And she feels very torn because she's in love with this elven world and this elven man and male. And she needs to try and save both worlds because of the one she loves in Earth, elf homish, and Pittsburgh, and the elf home. And so she's trying to stop her, but stop her father from splitting the two and moving the gate elsewhere. She needs it to exist as it is in order to maintain the life that she has with Windwolf and her brilliance and Earth and her people. All right. Ta-da. I like it. Always a secret organization. It's my go-to. But I really like the uh, not-dead father. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, Do you think that... So you are confident that Nathan is not going to be part of this equation for long in terms of the love triangle it's either that or he's going to be I'm going to be really disappointed and he's going to be like super betrayed and then kind of like fuck up her plan somehow well that was the question I have is like is he gonna if he gets jilted yeah do you think he's gonna be like against her yes oh no all right as much as I hate to say it I definitely think it's true all right I feel like it's such an easy, like, thing to put on him because he's, like, a cop. Yes. And you'd be, like, if you, and he's a man, so you're, like, if you get jilted, you're going to be an asshole. Yep. Which is sad, but. But, but, but think about this book, right? We're following a lot of fantasy. It's a, it's a very unique world. I will mm-hmm. give it that with the mix of science and magic, which I think is really cool. And the interdimensional travel and Tinker's brilliance. But, like it's it's a romance paranormal fantasy with elves like it's <laughs> come on now it's gonna it's like it's gail Carigree. it's sci-fi romance fantasy paranormal yeah but i don't know what it is about gail Carigree's books and maybe it's just because i relate to the main girl so much more whose name i can't remember offhand um that alicia Al- 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 alicia yeah Alexa. Alexa. Alexia. Alexia. God, that was really that was bad. bad. That was bad. Um, I think we should do that one for one of our rewind episodes. But anyway, that'd be awesome. Um, maybe because it's like steampunk sci-fi. Yeah, and not interplanetary. I don't know. I don't know. But I also like Tinker makes me want to just like take her by the shoulders and fucking shake her and be like, "You are a brilliant." person who doesn't need all these men in your life you fine have some sex with them get your sexual tension out but then go back to like building your shit or go to college or do like something with your life or like go work at the observatory or like which just sounds really cool and okay but at this point in time she's not like giving up herself she still runs her yard going to (laughs) you don't know that yes i do it's a problem that's your prediction she's gonna give up all her shit no 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 She's, I said in my prediction, she's trying to have both. I'm just saying, though, that, like, I guess to her credit, a lot of this has just been happening to her. So, never mind. Anyway, you take it from here. All right. So, 
Why is this story from the main character's perspective? It's because she's brilliant. It's because she's been artificially made to be a genius, and her grandfather knew of her father's bad intentions, and so this was his way of trying to fix his mistakes, and so she's the only one who can fucking do it. She's literally manufactured for this reason? Yes. Do you think there's anything about that has to do with that that makes her be interesting to Windwolf? Yeah, I don't know how that goes. Um, You don't know why it's connected, or if it is? I I don't know. I'm struggling with that one because... Some part of me thinks that, like, they knew that this boy was special, but because they thought he was a boy, they couldn't find him. And so that's why they did the life debt thing. But I also just, I like the idea. You know what? I'm going to go with that. It's an accident. I like that so much more um, that it was just kind of faded in that way. I hate faded stuff, and it feels like a cop-out with my predictions, but I like the idea that they just kind of ran into each other. They're just like quantumly entangled. Yes. I like that idea better. So I'm going to okay. go with it. All right. And then um, what other thoughts do you have or what other stories does this remind you of? Um, I want to say that I think Lane gets injured somehow. Um, okay. We're hurt. Um, which is to what the- end? Which is another propelling force. I think it's going to force her to, like, maybe talk about more secrets that she contains. Because I I think Lane knows way more, which is why I think she's, like, trying to get her to go off to college. Mm. I think she knows either about uh, Tinker's alive father or how, why Tinker was made or something. I firmly believe that Lane knows more than she's letting on. And that's why she wants Tinker to go away, is that it's more to protect her than because she actually thinks it's what's best for Tinker's future. Um, And I think that Lane's going to get injured and then have to admit that to Tinker. And they're going to have a bit of a rift there. Um, So that's my last thought on that. What Um, about... I I just remembered something. What about... um, Do you have any idea about the importance of the guy that just showed up in that last section where it was Lane's shuttle mate's son. Yeah, who's going to come work for Tinker. Oh, I instantly thought he was evil when I came up with him when he came in. And I was like, oh, you're going to be an asshole. All right, maybe he is the secret agent of the secret organization that has found a way to infiltrate this area. Um... And is the secret organization was like, okay, we couldn't really use force. The dogs didn't work. Send in secret agent um, Bucky. You know, like, and <laughs> like here's this. You have a tie to the past. He's the mole. Yes. So he's cool. not the evil villain, but he's, like, working for her father. And it's like, you had an in, and I, you know, raised you to seek revenge and be evil. And now here I'm letting you free to f- complete your final mission. Because it did feel, like, really random when it he just showed up. It was super fucking random. And then you're like, okay, all of a sudden this person is part of the story. Yeah. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what other stories does this remind you of? Um, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. It says, it, on the cover of mine, it says Buffy fans should find a lot to like from Publishers Weekly. Interesting. And I, I don't find it actually very Buffy-like at all. Um. Yeah, it doesn't feel Buffy-like to me at all. No, which is 
really weird. Um, I wonder if it was just their closest point of like sci-fi reference at that point in time. I guess um, 2003. That makes sense. Um, it's a little bit uh, Court of Thorns and Roses for me. Um, just because, well, just because of the f- fairy taking the human girl in okay. to his captor, because that's the only reference I have on that point. And it's a little of that other book we read, the On the Edge one. Um, okay, yeah, sure, because it's like a... Yeah, because again... He was kind of an elf. Yeah, he was kind of an elven-esque creature. She's a human-esque with a little bit of a special ability. It's we're in a split paranormal dimensional society um but that's kind mm-hmm. of rule and people having to like make their own way um and there's a lot of rules about who what when can cross over there's also like creepy creatures um if yeah. anything it reminded me of the on the edge book more than anything else we've i've read yeah which also just for sure. solidified for me oh <laughs> this is an allison book <laughs> it is an allison book that's not but a bad it thing. It's expanding but it also my. That I can't see like where it may be problematic. So no. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that's it at all. I think what this podcast does is it allows us to um, re-examine books that we loved in the past, and I think it allows us to expand our reading because now I have read more fantasies, deep high fantasy than I think <laughs> I've ever read in my life that weren't YA. You know what deep, I mean? Deep weird adult fantasy sci-fi mesh bullshit it's not bullshit it's well done it's well crafted bullshit yeah it's well crafted bullshit yeah i don't like when spencer like i've just never even fucking heard of her and they don't even have like an about author in my copy that's weird i don't know if there is one in my copy either i was wondering about her and i was just like who is this person like even her acknowledgments is like a sentence long also the map is cute yeah the map of pittsburgh yeah it's pretty funny yeah no i didn't know anything about her and i was a little frustrated by that but again i have just a mass par- mass market paperback from bain which now i have to look up because my bookseller in me is frustrated simon schuster i'm sorry oh it is simon and schuster mm-hmm. anyway it's a real thing it's not like self-published but no it's it, obviously a real thing. Have you seen yeah. that cover? <laughs> Which is so funny because I don't remember, like, where the fuck is that giant fish going to come in? I don't know. I was I hoping remember. you weren't asking me about it. <laughs> I don't I remember. Have, I, I have remember no clue. Yeah, because I read this book five years ago, so. I don't I've remember. got nothing. I've got, I've got nothing in regards to this fish. I think that review is going to be hilarious for this book because... Because I'm wrong. Because I'm super well, I don't fucking remember. wrong. I don't remember. But I think, like, there's definitely more going on than I think we know. Because there's, obvi- there's like, a bu- fucking fish boat. So where's the fish boat coming from? Also, who are these two people on the cover? I don't know. My cover's different. I have, like, an updated cover. I've got... Of, like, her next to her motor, her hover cycle. Which, that looked cool. But no, I've got these weird people. And one of them, I thought, was Tinker... Because of the short hair, but then they're like, she has dark hair, and then his hair is not nearly long enough. I don't know. <laughs> Covers are weird. <laughs> Covers are so weird. <laughs> okay, so, done with predictions. Good job. We'll Yay. see what happens. So we're going to be I back think... in two weeks, right? Yes, two weeks with our review of this book. 
Um, I hope you're reading with us because this is a wild one and I think more people need to experience it because it's definitely like midlist as hell. Like it's very, yeah, and un- if you, it's an unknown. If you don't want to buy it off of Amazon, you can buy it from Abe Books or, um, or Thrift Books, which is where I got mine from. Just mm-hmm. so everybody's aware that um, if you want to support local businesses um, that are not Amazon, that's what you should buy them from. So that's what I did. Took me a little bit, which I'm not going to lie. I understand the convenience of Amazon, but I'm just going to put the pitch out there that it's not worth it. <laughs> well, and there are ebook copies, so you may be able to find an ebook that's not from Kindle. I think Google has it. So there you go. If you wanted to get it instantly instead of the book. And this is one where we can't listen to it because there's not an audio book. I was really mad about that. I'm not going to lie. Cause, no, <laughs> so but sorry. It's, no, but it's true. I That's how I get so much of our reading done. Yeah, actually, me too. Is because, because I read so many ARCs, right? So there's not advanced... There's I have some advanced listening copies through Libro FM, but... Um, not very many, There's though. not very many. And so I usually read my ARCs and then I listen to our novel predictions books. And this one we can't do because there's no audiobook. And I was like, fuck. So last night I'm sitting there like speed reading. But then I found it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually interested in this. And then it was like 1130 at night. And I think I texted Allison, what the fuck are you making me read? Because <laughs> because when the NSA came in, that's when I like lost my shit. Because I was like, OK, this is chugging along. We've got this like foreign government, the EA, EIA and like the the. Elven society is going to come in now. We've got some smugglers. And it's like, nope, psych. She's actually been kidnapped by the NSA. And <laughs> we've got to figure this shit out. It's an intriguing plot. What? Even if you're not interested in the romance, it's an intriguing plot. There's a lot fucking going on. There and is. got to figure out how these things connect to each other. So Yeah. And I think that all of the government agencies like have a clue about the secret organization. But they just it's been so underground for so long that they haven't you know, figured it out yet. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at my bookshelves right now and I'm like, what do I make you and the listeners read that's so different from this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to wait until next time to figure that out. We will. So, yeah. Um, so listen to um, uh, our review episode in two weeks, which will be up in two weeks on Tuesday. I'm sorry again for the delay on the fangirl episode. I had a technical difficulty and then we messed up the audio which was another technical difficulty so it was just a long week um it was it was a long week and then you should also follow us on social media what's the but the but is i have a podcast to plug well that's right that's what we do during this episode i'm sitting here like we "We need to fill time you're like wrapping it up and i'm like no i got more shit i'm sorry (laughs) right so the bookish podcast that i wanted to plug this week is brand spanking new um they've got five episodes out wow yeah, so they are called Tea and Strumpets, <laughs> which is very cute. It's a Regency romance reread. Fuck yes. Podcast, yeah. Fuck so yes. They, they started with um, the Penny Roll Green series, which I have read some of, and I really like those. So if you're interested in Regency romance, and they do this really cute segment where they decide, so it's, you know, they're gimmick is tea right so they decide if it's steamy or tepid and like they rate, they rate the hero and the, the heroine and it's very cute so we're gonna put their um promo in now and we really hope you go check them out good morning kelsey i've got to tell you about this regency romance i just read 
Zoe, you're finished already? Oh, I couldn't put it down. Have you read anything new? <laughs> Not since you asked me yesterday. That's all right. I'll just find something I've read before. But Zoe, haven't you read and reread hundreds of these books? Well, they're my favorites. Far off places, daring damsels, true love, and dukes in disguise. <laughs> since we both love these books so much, what if we made a podcast? Oh, but Kelsey. I insist. Well, all right. Let's do it. Join us, real-life friends and real-life romance novel enthusiasts, every other week on Tea and Strumpets, a Regency Romance Review, as we discuss a book from our favorite genre and what makes it steamy or tepid. And as the Regency period technically lasted only nine years, generally we're talking post-wigs but pre-telephone. So whether you're looking for a book to add to your to-be-read pile or you've read our choice already, we've got a little something for everyone. Read along or just listen in. You can find us on your podcatcher of choice and new episodes coming every other Thursday. So yeah, that's Tea and Strumpets. Um, give them a listen. They are fabulous and the hosts are super kind and nice. That's um, awesome. That's Yeah, see, if you like Regency or historical romance, that is a really great podcast for you. See, more and more, I just keep thinking to myself, I was like, Allison, I love this podcast we do. Don't get me wrong, but we need to do another one that's a romance one. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's either that or you just every other week make me read a romance. It's fine. Every I mean, other I month. I do that. I have enough of them. Uh, I'm sure you do. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to, oh, fuck. I'm going to regret that. I'm going to delete yeah, that out. You're going to regret that statement. That's fine. Okay. I'll just keep making you read contemporaries. It'll be fine. <laughs> so I'm glad that we got back to our torturous energy. I think uh, it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun for the review episode. I do if like, you... I do like though, that we like took a break and we were like kind to one another and we were just like, here, over the summer, here's some like nice reads that you can enjoy. <laughs> and then now we get back into the fall and it's like, torture, <laughs> you will hurt. You will be in pain. Um, so... On that note, please go ahead and go over to iTunes or wherever you give reviews and give us a review. We appreciate it a lot and it helps us find new people to listen and that is awesome. If you follow us on social, that's great. If you don't, you should. And it we are at, at Novel Prediction um, on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to tweet about the show, um, use the hashtag novel predictions and get the word out because word of mouth is super effective and awesome. Yeah. And just like join our book club. Um, you know, if you follow Allison and I on Goodreads, um, you can see what past books we've read. Um, and then every review episode, we announce what the next book is that we're reading this month, which is a really just like, I don't know, the novel predictions book club is something that I think is really fun. And I even met this, these two girls at the, at the bookstore the other day that were looking for books. And I was like, we're looking for books for our book club. And I was like, oh, that's great. And she's like, yeah, it's just a two person book club, but we really like it. And I was just like, I looked at her. I was like, you know what? I have that too. And, um, <laughs> But when I thought about it, I was like, actually, it's a bit of a larger book club because of you listeners. And so thank you guys for reading along with us and talking to us about the books um, and just keep keep reading. And um, and we also I've also been banding about the idea of starting an actual novel predictions book club page on Goodreads. Yeah. So that people could like discuss the books and we could post about predictions and stuff. So if you have any interest in that, um, let us know. Let us know. We want it to be probably... worth our time. I'll probably do it anyway at some point, but if you are interested in it, I might do it faster and with more vigor. Um, <gasps> I like that idea. <laughs> so 
I think that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm Kale. to go. No, I'm, I'm, I'm oh. How do I do this? <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Okay. I'm Kales. <laughs> and I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye. Bye.